Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may, may be, wherever you're listening to this podcast. My name is Pastor Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Ramos Weekly Podcast. I'm, I'm here with my co-host. We call him T-Mac. His name is Tony McKinnon, and we're having a beautiful, beautiful day here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, up in Granny's Attic. Up in Granny's Attic. I was eating pistachios until you interrupted me to... You know, I interrupted you. Yeah, you, yeah you know, I had to finish my snack after. At least I didn't want to you know, make you choke on your, yeah. on, your, <laughs> on your nuts over there. Yeah. <laughs> See, you laughed, I didn't. Yeah, you know, yeah so. well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note... Um, you know, we like to hear from you guys. I mean, if you'll just send us an email, um, podcast at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. And let us know what you think about the podcast. Maybe if you have some questions or some subjects you want us to talk about. The only thing we ask you not to ask us is to have more female um, guests because we're working on that. Right? It's not even politically correct nowadays. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. 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 Genderizing people. Yeah, genderizing people. <laughs> So, but, but I'm, I'm just joking. If you guys want to send us an email saying, Hey, can you have more female guests and go ahead and do it? Yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll just, we're working on it. Yeah. We'll, we'll make fun of you the next podcast or something like that. <laughs> but, but we are working on a couple of females that, that, um, that we want to interview over the next few weeks. And, and actually, you know, I'm actually kind of looking forward to, to school being out because I think we'll have some more time to interview some, some people and, yeah. and, and do some more zoom interviews and stuff. And, and we're actually working on is talking to, Cliffy Poo over here. We're, we're talking about you know putting up you know a big a camera to, to get a full shot you know just a whole to get the whole attic here. Yeah, you know, and so maybe we can even be up on YouTube. You know, experience. If, if, if it won't kick us off, you know, because yeah. YouTube likes to kick people off for doing stuff, and, and me and you are kind of stupid, so we'll probably kick us off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need the Granny's Attic IMAX experience. Yeah, the Granny's Attic. Granny'sAttic.com. Maybe we need yeah. to get, you know you yeah. can. You can zero in. Like Trump, we'll start our own platform. Yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting. You, he basically started his own Twitter for his own self. Mm-hmm. You just can't comment. You can't comment. Which I don't. So. I think that's pretty. I think that's the point. Yeah, that's pretty much. You know, <laughs> you know, so it's like, and did you did you notice that he started his own, um, you know, whatever? But but if you can go back last month, he's, he's actually commented on yeah. things that I guess he couldn't put it on Twitter, so he yeah. just put it on his yeah. own platform. Yeah. He's and, putting it out there and waited to to do that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, we also, you know, want you to join us on, on social media. We're, we are on um, Facebook and Instagram um, at Rama Podcast. And um, we, we I will be putting at some point in time some more pictures of what we call Granny's Attic. We've actually um, we've actually cleaned it up quite a bit. Yeah. And so now we've got to put some pictures on the walls or something because our walls are kind of kind of bare. I was I was doing a video podcast with um, the His Glory Network today. And I'm looking behind me. I'm like, man, I need something behind me. It looks, it looks kind of cool or something yeah. like that or. You know, it's maybe a picture of me. Maybe maybe, maybe you can hang a shofar back there. A shofar, yeah, yeah. We we need to pull that shofar out sometime and you know have a have a showdown. I, I don't know how many of you guys have blown a shofar, but yeah, I, I, I have. Yeah. You can almost. I mean, you'll you'll almost blow your brains out. I'm telling you, it's hard. Yeah, I, I've never blown blown a shofar. Um, I've blown my nose a few times, but um, it's mine. Sounds like a shofar when I do that. You know, you, yeah. So it doesn't bring the glory or anything. Doesn't I don't bring know. the glory. Yeah. It just brings us not. Maybe that's what's going to happen. I mean, Gabriel's going to blow his nose and we go home. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and for the those of you guys who don't realize that you know whenever it's translated "blow the trumpet in Zion," that was a shofar. Yeah. You know, the, it's the ram's horn, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what, yeah. what it is? Yeah. And so you know, in the end, was translated trumpet. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a shofar. It's not going to be some kind of brass instrument. That, no, that's right. You know, and so we we all. When we hear trumpet, we, we think of trumpet, but, you know, I guess we need to learn how to blow our shofar, you know, so, so 
um, you know, uh, I guess it doesn't matter whether we can blow it or not, as long as Gabriel can as long blow as it. Gabriel, yeah. yeah, as long as he can blow the show far, that, that's that's But but I mean, think about when the walls of Jericho fell down. I mean, you, you know, you know, you know, right. they they were blowing their shofars, and so mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, they they don't understand, you know, the whole the whole thing, and you know, but maybe if we, people should read the old, the, the old Testament some, yeah, you know, and understand what it was like in the Old Testament. But but I guess what happens is they translate a trumpet, you know, or, or or some kind of brass instrument, and so they don't they don't understand that. You know, there wasn't brass instruments back in the Old Testament. No. You know, there was a shofar, and they were having the shofar showdown. I've never tried blowing my, one myself. I've, I've, I've heard it's under. It's really tough, and so we'll bring one in one day, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a contest. We'll, we'll get a bunch of, bunch of folks here at the ministry, just some random employees. You know, some, some housekeeping person walking by. We'll just say, hey, want to come in on the podcast? Yeah. We're yeah, in the we're, shofar we're, showdown. We're, we're doing a shofar showdown. We're, we're blowing the shofar. You know, and. And we can do so far so good, you know. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, we like to have a lot of, a lot Maybe of fun Maybe we can here. find some Uber driver and we have a shofar blow the shofar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Uber drivers, you know, it is interesting. Um, one of one of our um, employees here, um, him and his wife both work here. They only have one car. And um, he actually had to... Um, something to do with her schedule and he had to come whenever she she wasn't coming so he took an uber um to um to, to work it was anthony it was anthony yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the jukebox the human, we call ju- it juke. the human jukebox yeah and so he, he took a, a um you know a, an uber and the uber driver was going on and on and on about rainbow you know and, and mm-hmm. you know he he actually goes i watched some of the health and freedom conference and he's so excited about what's going on at rainbow you know, it just went on and on. So, you know, I mean, you know, there's good things going on here Amen. at Rama. And we're, we're so excited about, about the anointing of God that's yeah. present in this place. Yep. Well, today, you know, I know we had him last, last podcast, but we have Reverend Tim Horton here from Rogers, Arkansas, Faith Builders Family Church. And he's actually a third-year Rama student. Yeah. Came back, graduated first in 1986 and came back, you know, third year. And we talked about that last podcast, and so you need to check that out. But um, we were talking to Tim, and, you know, and we'd like to kind of do the first one, kind of your Rhema story, talk about what's going on. The second podcast, we like to just, you know, ask our guests, you know, what, what's what been on your heart? What are you preaching on? And so, Tim, tell, tell us what's kind of on your heart right now and what you want to discuss during this podcast. Well, Craig, uh, enjoyed the first podcast. Been a third year of Rhema. has been a great experience for me. Uh, you know, all of us go through seasons uh, where the Lord, uh, uh, you know, works different things in our life. And uh, currently, I guess one of the major emphasis in my life and some things I've been sharing with uh, people of our congregation has been uh, uh, probably maybe not, uh, you know, milk of the word, but it's kind of more of a not sobering, but it's uh, uh, actually the subject of the fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know that there's been a lot of teaching. I didn't haven't received a lot of teaching on that line. But one reason that I brought uh, that subject up is because uh, two things immediately come to my mind from studying along this line and growing in this area. Well, let me just share, first of all, how I kind of we had a guest minister that was ministering at our church, and he was talking about um, windows of light. Uh, doors of opportunity and uh, streams of provision Mm. and uh, you know seeing you know windows of light you're seeing things and then when you see things about God's plan for your life 
then, uh, you know, the opportunity, you know, will often follow that and you get a door of opportunity to go through that. And if God calls you uh, through, uh, you know, to do a new opportunity in ministry, then uh, he's going to where he guides, he provides, there's going to be a stream of provision. And so I was thinking more specifically in regard to that about doing different things ministerially, uh, you know, as far as new things. And uh, not long after that, the Lord uh, spoke to my heart in a time of fellowship. Didn't hear an audible voice, but just you in my heart. And he said, I'm setting before you an open door to understand and to walk in the fear of the Lord. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I've learned that my walk with the Lord, uh, you know, the most important thing is what God's uh, dealing with us or communicating to us for that season that we're in. Yeah. And sometimes we don't connect the dots or, or see the relevancy of it. I mean, if we're here in Tulsa or in Broken Era, and if you wanted to give someone instructions on, say, go to Oklahoma City, and you said, well, first, go north. Uh, and they're, they might say, well, I don't want to go north. Oklahoma City is west of here. And uh, But to get to the, you know, 51, to head that direction, you've got to go north instead of west. And so sometimes a Holy Ghost is smart. Uh, someone said if you... Uh, you know, follow the Holy Spirit, he'll make you look like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he knows what uh, is the thing that's going to help us make the most spiritual progress. And sometimes we don't uh, perceive initially the relevancy of how uh, one thing relates to another thing. And so I initially didn't see that, but just following the Holy Spirit into uh, him teaching me about the fear of the Lord in this season of my life right now has been hugely beneficial and helped me in areas. For example, the Word of God says that the beginning of of wisdom, the fear yeah. of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and wisdom will fix about any area of your life. It'll fix your marriage. It'll fix problems in your personal life. It'll help you with your kids. It'll help you with ministerial things. And so I noticed that when I began to uh, open the door for the Lord to teach me about the fear of the Lord, and the Bible does say that it's something that can be taught, and in Proverbs chapter 1, it says, talks about us choosing the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. When I made a definite choice, yes, Lord, I, you know, I want to respect and reverence you more. I want to learn how to, uh, you know, practice your presence and honor your presence more. And I want to be aware of your presence and incorporate you and, and what pleases you in every area of my life. When I begin to approach uh, that and acknowledge the Lord in every area of my life. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I begin to see uh, godly wisdom uh, come to me and revelation come to me in areas that uh, where there was complexities or where there was problems or where areas that, that I needed to make changes in to please the Lord more. That wisdom began to flow into my life, and it was a huge catalyst uh, to uh, to move forward and to have uh, an instant uh, increase in growth and an instant increase in being able to see things clear spiritually. 
And so uh, two things that I began to notice immediately in, you know, uh, learning about the fear of the Lord was uh, I began to see how transformative the fear of the Lord is. Mm. There's a verse of scripture in Psalms 55, uh, I think it's verse 9, that says, because they have no fear of the Lord, uh, they have no changes in their life. And the more you fear God, the more you're going to be able to change and to grow. And, of course, we all need to grow and change because we hadn't arrived. And if we want to go forward spiritually, uh, part of that is being able to uh, make changes with the Lord's help and have his wisdom to do it. And so the fear of the Lord uh, caused uh, me to grow faster and to transform and to change more. And then second, I never realized, even though I've read the Bible through a number of times, how many benefits are in connection or associated with the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, There's so many beautiful benefits. And so a lot of times people hear, uh, you know, you talk about a subject like the fear of God or the fear of the Lord, and they think about it from a negative context that it's something that's undesirable. But just the opposite is true. It's something that we ought to crave and hunger for and desire because it'll transform us, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a great way. And it'll also cause the, all the many of the benefits that we would like to have, like we were talking about the relevancy. You want this to happen in your life, but when you take this attitude or you see transformation or change in this area, it gets you to where you wanted to go all the time, mm -hmm. even if you didn't initially realize that that was the route for you to take to get there. Yeah. I mean, the fear of the Lord is so, so needed. It's so important, especially in these days we're living in. Right. Um, you know, um, uh, one individual uh, said one time, and I've, I've kind of stuck with it, it's the love of God keeps us out of the, the ditch of legalism. Right. But it's the fear of God that keeps us out of the ditch of lawlessness. That's correct. And, and, and we need both working in our life, you know, because we That's... have a tendency to go one way or the other. Yeah, both are foundational for our relationship with the Lord, and one without the other is not complete. Right. It brings balance into Absolutely. our uh, perspective of God. Amen. You know, I, that same individual, that, and I could call a name, but we won't, I won't do that on air, but was a prominent minister that we would all know if, if I mentioned his name. Um, probably, I probably talked about it in class, with, uh, but uh, it's just stuck with me over the years. And this, this minister fell. Uh, got into when I say that he got into some legal problems. We're doing some things uh, uh, unscrupulous, and especially with finances, and so wound up in prison. And uh, this minister visited him in prison and asked him the question: When did you stop? Uh, when did you fall out of love with Jesus? And that minister, with tears in his eyes, looked at at the other, the one visiting, and said. I never fell out of love with Jesus. I loved him all the way through it. I stopped fearing him. That's that's good. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's missing today uh in a lot of areas in the church world and certainly in our in our culture. Right. Well, the fear of the Lord, uh, you know, I think Vines defines it as a wholesome dread of displeasing him. We know that natural fear is not wholesome for us and the Bible says fear not. Uh, you know, so many times about natural fear because natural fear is associated with walking by sight. 
and it's going to keep us from trusting the Lord. So that's not what the Lord's talking about. But there's uh, about 900 mentions of fear in the Bible, but about 300 of them is uh, dealing with the healthy aspect of respecting or reverencing mm-hmm. or uh, uh, you know, giving honor to the Lord. Well, and folks that don't understand that will throw up the verse to you, you know, perfect love cast out fear. Well, my answer to them is you must not be married. But <laughs> if you ain't just a little bit scared of your wife. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people, they think the word fear, well, that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but but it's more about, like you said, reverence and respect, you know, and yeah. honor, you know, toward God. You know, we want to honor the Lord, you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, as a young child, you know, maybe I didn't necessarily understand honoring God, but I understand honoring my parents. The Bible talks about to honor your father and mother. Well, because my parents are godly parents, you know, for me honoring my parents, I also honored God right. through, through, right. through the same thing, you know, and, and maybe there was a little bit of fear from my parents, you know, I, obviously my parents um, b- believed in not, not sparing the rod, and, you know, and not spoiling the child in, in some of those things. And we joke about that. But, but you know what? I, I'm actually glad that, that, that my parents, you know, did discipline me. I'm glad and, I got whipped in a circle. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, and, and because, you know, I, I needed it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, you know, timeout's not the same thing. And, you know, I, and, and I, I know that everything has, you know, this place or whatever foregrounding because i sneak yeah. out yeah and so but but now as i got older my, my parents understood that there's one thing that motivated me the most and that was money and, and, and so you know what was worse than getting i'd rather be whipped than taking my money away yeah. from me yeah. So, yeah. So, so they they decided hey i'm not gonna whip you anymore because that don't even hurt you know but i'm gonna take your money away from you you know and um you know i i i would i would Ship in the shape, you know, pr- pretty quickly. But, you know, it's an honor and respect for God. And, yeah. you know, you know and we, do, we, we don't want to displease him. That's you right. Know, you know, and, you know, you understand God's going to love us even if we do displease him. That's right. something we, we sure. understand. There, there's a, some people think, well, if I displease God, if he displeases, then he doesn't love me anymore. And, and he's, he's not going to, you know, help me anymore. No, God's going to help you and he loves you no matter what you've ever you've done. The Bible says that nothing, which means no thing, will ever separate you from mm-hmm. the love of God. You know, my kids have done a lot of things that have dis- displeased me over the years. Right. But there's nothing they can do that, that will ever keep me from not loving them or, or, or not wanting to help them and, and, and to nurture them and, and to admonish them. Now, there are some times that I've taken away some of their benefits, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things because they, they didn't obey me, you know. But, you know, when they become adults, you know, there's not a whole lot of benefits I can take away from them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but... But, you know, we, we love our kids. And, and that's the same way, you know, when it comes to the fear of the Lord is, you know, because some people think, well, well, I'm not afraid of God. You know, I'm, you know, you know, it's not it's not like being afraid of ghosts or being afraid of all. And, and that's, right. the, you know, when people say the word Holy Ghost, you know, that's why I like to use the word Holy Spirit, because people are like, well, that's kind of scary. You know, ghost things. Are, but the Bible's not scary and, and we should reverence God. And, and I, I, I think, you know, there's. Isn't it because of culture? There's kind of lack, lack of respect toward in general. In general, yeah. you know, toward our elders. I mean, obviously, and we we probably grew up in a generation where it was more yes sir, yes ma'am. You know, we respect our elders. Uh, I, I remember, um, actually, when, when one of the my here here at Kenneth Hagen Ministries, Rainbow Bible Church, I've I've done very you know all kinds of different things, and um, um, because of my mom, my mom was very um, diligent. 
And I actually took typing one and typing two in high school as well as word processing. So, so actually I was in college and, um, we had the, the, the secretary, um, from the maintenance center, um, you know, um, decided to, to leave and we didn't have anyone else time. I, I had worked in the maintenance area in different places for many years and I could type real fast and I knew how to use a computer. So, so for one summer, you know, I was a temporary secretary here at, at the maintenance center. <laughs> and so, um, um, Mr. Parker, Jim Parker was, was my, was my boss. And, and so, um, you know, he, he's like, um, so I came to work, you know, hi, Mr. Parker. He goes, you can just call me Jim. I says, no, no, I can't call you Jim. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're older than me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I just feel that's disrespectful. And I always call him. He didn't, he didn't like it. I call him Mr. Parker, but, but you know, that was, that was out of respect. I mean, you know, here I was an 18, 19 year old, you know, you know, kid. I mean, I, I've, I've known Mr. Parker since I was, you know, 12 or 13. Um, we used to ride, um, dirt motorcycles, you know, together and, and in fact, he, he helped me tremendously and, and taught me how to, how to not, you know, you know, how to ride, how to do all kinds of things. And so I've known him for many years. I've always called him Mr. Parker all my life. And I'm not going to quit calling him Mr. Parker just because I work for him, mm. you know, because that's respect. And I don't think we don't have, we don't have that respect in, in today's you know society. And so it's hard to really respect God when we don't even respect people. Well, it's systemic and that's the word nowadays, you know. Yeah and endemic Ooh, you shouldn't word that. systemic yeah. is not a good word <laughs> but it is it's 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 fruit of the lack of the fear of the lord all the all the the disrespect in culture and the dishonor is the result of us as a culture Agreed. not honoring god not fearing god right and you know you mentioned that that there and it's fear uh, uh, uh the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom it's the doorway Right into wisdom, and I was think made me think about that. You know, when you study, here's another study besides the fear of the Lord, and there's one study wisdom. Well, uh, I got a sermon series on fools, and there's two kind of and fools. You should know a lot about. That. I should know a lot about that. I got, I got, I got experience. Yeah, yeah. But there's two kind of fools in the Bible. There's the there's the person that does foolish things. And that can even be a believer or an un, 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 unbeliever. Either way, I mean, I've, I've done foolish things probably this week, like sure. eating too many fried avocados last night. But then there's the Wait, fool okay. that you, says, "You could have done worse." I mean, yeah, could have done worse. <laughs> then there's the fool that denies God. Right. Yeah. And, and so uh, to deny God is one thing; to not fear Him is something else. But in in not fearing Him, we're denying Him His place, and that's foolish. That is and it, and it prevents you from entering the doorway of wisdom. Right. And so we do stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, success in life uh, is largely, uh, you know, connected with uh, having wisdom. And so uh, the key, again, to wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And uh, so to grow in the fear of the Lord just puts you in a position to have success and have God's blessings. Uh, there's some uh, some of the benefits. I you know I probably can't remember uh, you know all of them because there's so many of them. It says in Proverbs that the fear of the Lord prolongs your life, yeah. but uh, you know the years of a fool will be cut short. And so the fear of the Lord uh, causes us to live long. And then there's a promise that says <clears throat> the fear of the Lord tendeth the life. And uh, those that have the fear of the Lord will dwell satisfied. 
So not only quantity of life, but quality of life is increased through the fear of the Lord. And then there's promises like uh, Proverbs 22 says, uh, you know, through the fear of the Lord and humility are riches, honor, and life. And uh, then there's other promises. The Lord says as he pities, uh, you know, as a father pities his children, so the Lord will pity or show mercy to those that fear him. Mm-hmm. Malachi 4 says, you know, to those that fear the Lord shall he arise, son of righteousness, arise with healing, healing his in his wings. wings. Mm-hmm. So we just start going on and on. We're talking about the fear of the Lord brings healing. Uh, it brings longevity. It brings success. It causes our quality of life to increase. It's the root or the fountain of wisdom. And, uh, uh, boy, to grow in the fear of the Lord just opens a whole door for personal transformation as well as all the rich benefits of the Lord to flood our life. And so uh, I can only speak from my personal testimony. And and there was things that I was dealing with personally that I knew in my life wasn't the best or wasn't pleasing the Lord. But when I started fearing the Lord, I immediately received grace and empowering to overcome those things uh, that were, you know, hindrances in my life well, I, and to go past those. So <laughs> I tell you why. And I was just thinking this was just coming up in my heart and then you you you, you landed right there. Uh really to fear to truly fear the Lord and uh, the way that we should, that reverential awe and respect, it takes humility on our part. It does. We have to acknowledge him as greater than us. Right. And and the New Testament, Peter says in his epistle that it's the humble that get grace. That's right. <laughs> it said God resists the proud right. but gives grace to, to the humble. The humble. Yep. And so hum- humility is a dependency or an acknowledgement right. of God's place in our life. And when we uh, take that attitude, like you said, it causes grace to flood yes. our life. And there's no situation. God's grace, Paul said, was sufficient. Uh, and that's all inclusive. There's no situation that the grace of God can't get you out of. That's right. Uh, Noah, uh, you know, it says that's the first mention of grace in the Bible. And it said Noah found grace uh, in the eyes of the Lord. And uh, God's grace got Noah through a situation that other, uh, all the others didn't yeah, get nobody through. nobody else got through it. Got through it. And so, uh, you know, Paul said, you know, again, the Lord told Paul when he was going through testing and trial, he said, my grace is sufficient. My strength or my grace, uh, you know, is made uh, perfect in your weakness. Mm-hmm. And so when we take that position of humility, then God... Uh, floods us our life with his presence and his ability and his grace and grace can get you through anything if you just will humble yourself well you're an example of that to me tim and i hope it doesn't embarrass you but just to to take the step like we talked about on the last podcast after all the years of ministry under your belt currently in pastoring a church currently serving as a district director for rmai and to take that time to put yourself back in the the learning environment at Rainbow Bible Training College, that took humility. But because you did that, God has has shed upon you grace upon grace, not only to do it, but to move forward in life and ministry with fresh zeal. I agree. Yeah. That's uh, that's yeah. uh, been a very enriching experience. You know, in, in connection with reverence and humility, the scripture in First uh, uh, Samuel comes to my mind. The Bible said... Uh, Those that honor, uh, you know, the Lord said, if you honor me, I will honor you. And so, uh, you know, God honors us 
uh, how does God honor us? God honors us more than anything with his presence, but with his prosperity, with his protection, uh, with all these things. And when you honor God and you reverence him and giving him his place and take an attitude of submission, obedience, which are byproducts of the fear of the Lord, when you do those things, then God is going to honor you. And when God honors you, there is nothing in life. I know, you know, it said about Jesus that uh, he said, I always do those things that please my father. But in response to him having that attitude in a couple of places, the father responded back saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And so when the son of God, who's our example, sought to please the father, the father uh, indicated uh, you know, that he was pleased with him. And when God is pleased with you, life is good. Amen. And yeah. life is rich. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I got a good scripture for humility. and It's actually from the Old Testament, from Proverbs 8. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And it says, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. That should be mm. no doubt. But it goes on to say, therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Mm. You know, it is interesting, you know, how... Unfortunately, there are a lot of ministers that are, that are have a little little bit prideful, a little bit arrogant, you know. But it, you know, it says if we fear the Lord, you know, they, they, the Bible calls that evil, and so we need to have what you call humil- humility yeah. and, and not pride and not arrogance, you know, because it's not really about us; it's about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And and yes. so many so many ministers, you know, kind of get the attitude it's about them and their ministry, and you know. And I know here at Rama, you know, it's not about our ministry; it's about what Rama's doing, and you know, I'm, I'm you know. I, I never try to put my, myself or even, even, um, you know, you know, my, my father or grandfather, it's not about, it's, it, you know, it is about what my grandfather taught us, but it's not about, you know, his ministry. It's about, it's about God's ministry. And, and I think that any ministry built on, on, on a personality, I think eventually will fail. That's yeah. correct. And, yeah. and, you know, and that's why we, we never really built, you know, the ministry on a personality. In fact, I was talking on another podcast. I'm here today that one of the reasons why that we named the Bible school, we named it Rhema Bible Training College. Rhema is obviously a, a Greek word, meaning the spoken word. And obviously, you know, one of the primary things we do is we, is we train people to speak the word. But my grandfather said, I don't want to name it after me. Right. You know, because it's not about me. Right. You know, and, and I know he was, you know, you know, obviously we, we don't know how long the Lord's going to tarry his coming. But but, you know, I'm committed and I know he is committed, you know, for Raymond to last beyond his generation. And, and I, I mean, I'm committed for it to last beyond my generation. Yes. You know, and, and you know, you know, you know, that's why I'm excited about, you know, my, my kids are two of my kids are. Or in fact, one of them fixed to graduate, and you know, I guess next week. Next week, yeah, yeah. And the other, the other ones, you know, finishing the first year, and you know, um, you know, as, as the Lord tarries is coming, I know we're, we're in good hands, and um, they're you know, actually, you know, it's it's, um, I I believe that Raymond's best days are ahead of us, yeah, and yeah. not behind, yeah. And and I believe that you know it's it is interesting because every day of the week now I, I'm fielding, um emails and, and, and texts and, and things and people are so excited about what's going on at Raymond. You know, um, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's amazing, you know, how, I mean, obviously we, we, Clay Clark hosted this event right here on our campus and, you know, a lot of people didn't even know about us and, and our websites are, are been taking a, you know, a hit, you know, um, actually right now we have over a thousand people that are clicking on our websites every, every week, you know, wanting to know more about Rama. I mean, we, we can't even field all the phone calls, we had seven million people that, that watched you know, his 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 um you know his conference and 
one of the main reasons for it was number one to open churches in America, number two to get people out of fear, and number three to um, present Rama um, to this world. And you know, we're so excited about what God's doing. And and, and every day I'm getting emails and phone calls and texts. You know, they're so excited about Rama and they're kind of rekindle their fire. And 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 we actually ended up with with my with my um. Um, message called getting lit yeah. and man I mean I tell you what people are fired up and excited about the the things of God you know and I think it's so amazing and then people like you Tim I mean you know just you know here you are I've been a minister for all these years and just like you know what I, I want to get a hold of more there's something there's something more and, and I know you know that this year has has relit you and I know that that things are are, are ahead of you I mean you've already talked about a couple of things you know and, and I don't know what all the Lord's going to do in your life, but but I know that, that you know the best for you is yet to come as well. And I, I know God has Amen. God has a plan and a purpose, and and I know that He was preparing you for that purpose. You know, and and one one of your preparation things was to come here and, and spend that that additional year and and to be retrained and refired up, so so that way that when you go out, you're not you know you're, you're going to go out with guns blazing, yes. you know, so to speak. You Amen. Know. I, I know that's probably a bad, bad thing. To that's about okay. Guns, <laughs> but, but, you know, here in Oklahoma, we, we are... We have guns blazing. <laughs> yeah, we have guns blazing. Boots <laughs> on and gun blazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we, we have now, we're now a Second Amendment, what is, yeah. what, what is yeah. it called? Uh, 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 sanctuary sanctuary state. Yeah. You know? yeah. So so we believe in Second Amendment here yeah. in Oklahoma. Constitutional you know, carry. Constitutional. Well, we constitutional carry, but we, we just passed a law that mm-hmm. no, no matter what kind of federal law comes out that that we have a constitutional right to carry guns. Um, so most of us do anyway, but that has a whole nother subject. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about the fear of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just amazing. Now, you know what, I guess that's a great segue to talk about rainbow Bible training yeah. college, you know, rbtc.org. And if you want to find more information about Raymond, whether you feel that you're called to the ministry or wh- whether you, you, just want to learn learn more about the Bible. In fact, if you happen to be a veteran, um, that we are one of the top military friendly schools in yeah, the nation. In fact, friendly, you know, not just military friendly, but also military spouse friendly. Right. And there are so many benefits that, that you can, as as you know, a military a, a veteran, that you can take advantage of here at Raymond Bible Training College. RBTC.org. If you go on the website, you can find much a lot of information. But then if you will fill out. Um, and give us your email and, and um, you know, and I think your phone number or whatever, and we can give you a call and we can let you know about, about Raymond, probably set up a tour to get you here on campus. It's just a wonderful place to learn more about God. Amen. Amen. Maybe you should put Granny Zadik on the tour next time. Yeah, Granny Zadik on the yeah. tour. Well, you know, because we are so famous in India. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Not that we're not famous here all over America, but, you know, you know, we, we want to say a shout out to all our friends in India. I didn't know too many people spoke English in India. Me either. And we're praying for you guys. Yeah. Uh, we see in the news about uh, what COVID's doing there. So Yes, and we're praying for you guys in, yeah. in India and, and all around the world. Also, you guys are listening from Burma. Um, you yeah. know, there are some all kinds of things going on. And, you know, it's interesting how sometimes our, our, our U.S. news doesn't really talk about a lot of mm-hmm. the things going on around the world because it's, you know, now we do hear about COVID because that's the most popular thing. It is the news, yeah. Yeah. So, Tim, you have anything else you want to add before we close today's podcast? Uh, no, Craig. I've really enjoyed this time. Uh, just, uh, uh, you know, what we've talked about today, uh, you know, just encourage anyone if they're in a situation where life is tough or they're experiencing less than what they think God's perfect will is for them, like Brother Tony was sharing, that if you humble yourself, uh, you know, and uh, 
and and approach the Lord with reverence and with uh, you know that type attitude, uh, you can be confident that the Lord will pull you out Amen. and pull you up. Amen. Because the Bible says, you know, if you humble yourself, He'll exalt you. It doesn't Amen. matter how difficult or how bad or dark a situation looks. Uh, uh, God's grace is sufficient to get you up, get you out, and get you in a place uh, better shape than you ever thought it could be. You can look back and say, man, it all just seemed like a bad dream mm. uh, because uh, tomorrow can be so bright. And so don't be hopeless. Uh, don't think that things can't be different just because you've experienced uh, bad things in your past. Uh, your past doesn't have to be the standard for your future. Peter fished all night caught nothing uh and so he had some uh, bad experience there unfruitful you know unproductive wasted effort but uh the lord said you know cast your net on the other side of the boat when he did uh the whole thing changed and so just because you've had bad bad past experience don't mean that the lord can't turn around your whole life and make it so fulfilling and so enjoyable uh, again, another example from the Word of God is when Moses and the children of Israel got to the bitter water at Myra. Uh, they couldn't drink it, and it was bad. Uh, the Lord could take any bad experience or anything that's bitter right now and turn it into, you know, of course, Christ. Uh, you know, there's a type of the tree or, you know, the shadow, the analogy, when the tree was cast into the water, the water became sweet. And so, uh, you know, opening the door for God to uh, to intervene and humbling yourself before the Lord can make any bitter situation turn around. And it can be uh, exceedingly abundant above anything you ask or think. So just a word of encouragement and exhortation. Uh, go to the Lord and, and humble yourself before him, honor and fear him, and, uh, boy, he'll hook up with you. He so uh, delights in showing mercy and is so eager to help us. Uh, his will and desire is that we prosper and be in health in every area of our life, uh, has his wisdom and has the success that comes from his wisdom. Amen. Yeah, that's a good word. And Amen. so the Lord wants to be glorified in our life if we'll just take that step. Of, uh, of fear in him and honoring him. Amen. Amen. So, so Tim, you, you've been talking about this at your, your church as well, you said? Um, yes. Do you have any of those messages online? Can they go to a website or, or uh, go, yes. go to Facebook They can or... go online there, and there's some things broken down. So in, what's the uh, website again? Tell, tell them the website again. Faithbuilderschurch.net. Faithbuilderschurch.net. Yeah. Rogers, and, Arkansas. And if you're in Rogers, Arkansas area, we invite you to come live. Absolutely. Please. We'd love to. Yeah. yeah. What, what time are your church services? Uh, and, you know, 10 a.m. on Sunday, 7 p.m. on Wednesday. All right. And so, um, you know, encourage you to go online and check out some of his teachings on the fear of the Lord and other things. You yes. know, you know, you know, sometimes people, you know, you know, they, they hear you on, on the podcast and they might want to, you know, hear what you like whenever you're, you're preaching. You sure. Because, you know, because you know, me and Tony are completely different when we're preaching than, than we are on our podcast. We, we kind of have <laughs> somewhat, somewhat, you know, we, we kind of have fun here. You know, sometimes yeah. we're real serious, yeah. but, yeah. but, you know, that's only sometimes. Yeah. But, but I guess I have fun in my preaching too yeah i, I do too yeah and they got good apples over there yeah and around where rogers arkansas tim gave me a basket full one time it, really yeah, yeah the apples they got good apples over there yeah a lot of orchards yeah things like that yeah yeah had a lot of apple pie a lot of apple pie i'm not sure apple pie day keep a doctor away but anyway yeah and once again you know rbtc.org you know if if 
if you're going through transition, that might be a, it's a really good time. You know, wh whether you're transitioning from from high school to college or transfer, you know, transition to jobs or or maybe you're already in the ministry and, you know, and you're between churches or whatever. I encourage you, you know, maybe to, to, to take a year or two, you know, out whether you come back for third year or, or you want to go, you know, first or second year, rbtc.org. Find out more from information about Raymond. Well, you know, we like to end every podcast the same way we always end. Here at Raymond, we'll bring in hope, health, and healing to the world. 